Brotherhood of Thieves, right? Is that what it is? So you have the Dark Brotherhood, yeah. who's the Assassin's Guild, and then you have oh, the, the Assassin's Guild. Guild. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. The oh, Guild. That's the word. Yes. Well, we're actually not the ones that enforce it, mm-hmm. and so we have the same amount of information that you have about it. <laughs> I said, "What do you? What do you mean?" As we sit here today, I still have not received even a single email from any of these representatives or senators that I had emailed. Action! Thank you for joining us this Salt of the Street pre-show episode 79. My name is Donovan. I'm Colin. We are happy to have you guys here. Thank you again for joining us. Today is Saturday. It is the 22nd of February, 2-22-2020. Whoa. Don't don't do that. I bought my car on... 2-2-2-2-0-2-0. I bought my car on 2-20-2020. What? That's only going to happen once in your life. Yeah, yeah. So... That is wild. (laughs) Once again, thank you for joining us. We are obviously happy to be here. We are happy to have you guys here. Might be a dog murder before we leave here today. Yep. Just kidding. We will never harm (laughs) animals. We love animals. This is recorded. We have to remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, we'll be the the ire of Tina's next Super Bowl ad. But we we are happy to have everyone here today. We are going to have a pretty informal style show today that will still be incredibly informative i promise you that um we are just kind of grab bagging it up and just kind of kind of go with it um so it's not like there's been a shortage of stuff to talk about the last no no we we have some stuff here yeah so we have like a excuse me rick grinnell he's the new director of national intelligence so i want to talk a little bit about that Money being reallocated for the wall. Um, yeah. I finally watched part of the Barry Weiss Joe Rogan. Um, oh, we yeah. can talk like a little bit about Roger Stone, probably, you know, mm-hmm. and all the shit that went around about that. We talk about some Democratic debates. We have some big picture type stuff. Dude, um, that's going to be yeah, yeah. epic. We're just going to go for it today. There's a little bit of uh, sports stuff that we're going to do. Uh, the Se- <laughs> She's like, fuck this thing. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I don't care about this. <laughs> um, the Seahawks signed Greg Olson. To a one-year, $7 million contract, tight end from Carolina. Okay. Um, Yeah. Like, I recognize the name. Tight end from Carolina. So, we're going to talk a little bit about sports, um, and it's going to be good. It's going to be real good. Um, Let me ask you this. Have you ever seen The Manchurian Candidate? (sighs) No, I haven't. Oh, Colin. Like, I know of it, and I know what it's about and all this stuff, but, like, never seen it. Last Sunday, I went to work, and I... Watch the Manchurian Candidate while I was at work, while I'm working. And it instantly became in my top five movies of all time. It is instant favorite. It's fucking incredible. What terrified the shit out of me. Um, early 2000s, I gotta imagine. Denzel Washington's fucking incredible. Lee Schreiber's in it. Meryl Streep is in it. It's fucking... Jesus. Right, I had no idea. I knew that Denzel was in it, but I didn't know that all these other famous people were in it. John Vogt. John Vogt. Oh, yeah. In it. Yeah, yeah. All, I love him. Hell of people in this movie. Shrink him. And, uh. Um, 2004. There you go. Why did I think it was so much, er- like, earlier than that? Because it's a remake of a movie from the 60s that Frank Sinatra was in. Okay. So there, yeah. There so there's go. an original with Frank Sinatra and then the remake with Denzel. And that's the one that I watched. And I'm sure the Frank Sinatra one is fucking great too, right? But as you already know, people who may not know, the Manchurian Candidate is essentially about a company, right? Manchurian Global. That becomes so powerful that it's able to secretly invest in mind control technology and then implant a candidate for vice president in the United States government. 
fucking horrifying, right? So the movie's not even a, it's not even like a horror movie, but being in the world that we exist in, you know, I was like, that's fucked up. That's really scary that we, we live in a world where Citizens United is a thing, right? A company can, can yeah. invest as much money in it as it wants in politics and no one can say anything about because it. Because right? corporations and, are people, right? And Manchurian Global is like a, it's a, a, a capital, what do they call that? Like a, uh, like a head, a capital gains. Or yeah, capital. yeah, 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 yeah. Where they, yeah, they put up money for companies to, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, there's a, there's, yeah, I know the term yeah, is yeah. right on the tip of my tongue, but yeah, so, companies that exist to, to invest uh, to money invest. in other companies, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's fucked up. It's really fucked up. Yeah. And so they're all mind controlled to, you know, to be implanted to, to do things that this company wants, but they also forget everything as soon as they're done doing it. And so Mm -hmm. Denzel is like having dreams and piecing together shit for him to try and remember what's going on and is having to try and access documents. Then he gets blocked off because he's, he's in the military still at the time. And they're like, you're done. You're fucking, you're out. So he gets locked it. It's fucked up. The movie is absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So Denzel, he doesn't play the main character though. From the looks Denzel, of it, right? he is him and him okay. and Lee Schreiber are kind of co-star in the movie um, because Lee Schreiber is kind of like the main antagonist, and then Denzel is the protagonist. So, oh, this is the they, first build. Okay. Sometimes yeah. when you look at IMDb, the cast is like it starts with like the main characters, and yeah. then it goes down, or and sometimes it's not. So that's interesting. I love Liv Schreiber, man. He's Awesome. Is he the VP? Yes. Because he can pull off that, like, <clears throat> I'm very handsome, yeah. but at the same time, I could be very he American is, American psycho. He's you know a Medal I mean? of Honor winner, mm-hmm. um, and so he had, or recipient, and so he's received the Medal of Honor for his actions when he served with Denzel Washington, and then when he comes back, his mom, Meryl Streep, is a senator, <clears throat> and she convinces him to get involved and become the candidate for vice president for the Democratic Party. Man. Um, Sounds better than the movie I watched this week. Dude, it's really good. It's really, really good. I would 100% recommend it. That's for uh, everybody out there. The stepbrother of one of the uh, doctors at my wife's clinic. What? Yeah. Leave Schreiber? Yeah. That's, that's her stepbrother. Are yeah. you fucking serious? Yeah. I, I, I swear to God, what we've had this conversation odd before. That's yeah. so weird. It's like they don't have like a super tight relationship and stuff. But they've obviously, met. But any and they were raised yeah. together. Like right? they share. Or was it later in life parent. that their parents? I think they probably spent time when they were younger. But fucking I'm weird, not totally dude. Sure. It fucking could have been one weird. of those. You know, one of the parents leaves and goes to start just another life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just can't remember off the top of my head. But that's like uh, like Chris Pratt is from like Bothell, you know, or something like that. Like he's from this area. Yeah. Um. And so there's him and uh, what's her name? His ex wife. Um. The funny chick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, scary movie. Yeah, yeah. What's uh, her name? Just friends. Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris. There yeah. it is. She's Thank annoying you. as fuck. I like her. She annoys the piss out of me. I, her comedy is so like slapstick, gaggy. Yeah, I like that. What I you? used to like a scary movie a lot, like when I was a kid, you know. Mm-hmm. And I would still like if I was at someone's house and they turned on a scary movie, I wouldn't yeah. be like, no, I don't want to watch this. I would be like, damn, it's been a fucking minute, you know. 
But I remember vividly when like Scary Movie Three came out, you know, and that one was like, it's like this shit's getting bad. (laughs) This is getting really bad. The first one was great because it was like at the height of the spoof movement. Yeah, and the second one was okay. And then by the time the third one came out, I was definitely over that whole genre. I watched uh, King of New York this last week. Um, Christopher Walken and Lawrence Fishburne. Okay, nineteen ninety. Yeah, yeah. Just a good old. New York City gangster movie. Yeah. But it was, like, not as awesome as I remember. No. I was kind of disappointed. And maybe it's because we have such amazing gangster movies. You know, this was... It's kind of like uh, American Gangster, but just before American Gangster, just wasn't quite as good. Do you think they were just spoiled a little bit? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there was um, some interesting stuff, but it was only... It's like two or one hour and 45 minutes. And that's it pretty felt short. like it was a... Three hour long movie. No, that's no so, good. Uh, you know. Have you seen The Irishman? Have you watched it? Not yet. No, me either. I've, yeah, I've, <laughs> it's on my list. Um, one of the guys that works for me just saw it, and he said it was great. Um, he likes that real slow, methodical, cerebral type of movie. Yeah, and I do too if I'm in the right mood for it. But if I'm in the mood to watch like John Wick, I'm gonna hate The Irishman. I've never seen those movies. I've never seen any John Wick movie. Before. Okay. First of I, all. Re- I remember first when they all. like first came out and they were kind of like a joke, you know, but then by the time that John Wick 3 came out, it was like a real thing that people were actually into it and like it They're was cool and shit. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I I was a latecomer to it. I probably saw the first first one maybe a month or so ago, month and a half, mm-hmm. and then immediately watched the second one and then just haven't gotten around to the third one yet. But it is they're ridiculously over the top. But they're so much fucking fun. It's like a modern day 80s action film for us. You know, not quite as expendables, a little bit more storyline to that. Mm. But it's just so over the top. There's like a, you know, a a global, I don't know what you call them, like a group of assassins that are all part of this club. Like they have like a, like an assassin's, uh, kind of like an League of Assassins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What What the fuck do they call that in. In like Oblivion and Elder Scrolls, there's a name for that. Oh yeah, you know the Brotherhood. Oh, Brotherhood of Thieves, right? Is that what it so is? You have the Dark Brotherhood, yeah. who's the Assassins Guild, and then you have the oh, Assassins the Guild. Guild. Yeah, there yeah, that's what it is. The Guild. That's the word. Yes. Yeah, the Thieves it's, Guild, it's the like Assassins a, Guild. Yeah, except in the modern era, and they have like these crazy no safe or like safe zones that all these different assassins could be at, and there's like a hidden secret currency that they pay for all this shit for and there's all these hardcore rules about like if you're going to be in the international hotel that's what they call it the international then it's like a total safe zone you guys can't kill each other but you can get medical you can get all the weapon stuff you need place to crash plan all this cool stuff amazing characters uh, amazing actors it is i just can't speak highly enough of it it is so much fucking fun that's very interesting I was pretty skeptical at first, and as soon as I watched it, I was like, oh, that's, this is what the craze is all about. This I'm is have to perfect. Check that, out. that sounds pretty all right. And I mean, Keanu Reeves, bro. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I fuck with Keanu Reeves. I'm trying to find that guy. I think you watched Deadwood, right? You yeah, have, yeah. Uh, and I don't know if he's the main character in Deadwood, but he's definitely a, a big role in the John Wick series. And I'm trying to figure out his I name. I know who you're talking about. Ian McShane. Yeah, yeah. McShane. Yeah. Yeah. He was also in that uh, uh, Neil Gaiman book that they made into a movie. 
oh, what's it called? What's it called? It's right behind it. American Gods. There it is. Um, they made that into a TV show, and I think it was on Showtime originally, but things can it get about? anywhere now. It's about uh, the ancient gods live among us. Oh, okay. And the only, you know, most of them are like dying because their life supply, their life blood is based off of how many people believe in them. Yeah. And so a lot of them are all weakened, and then this <clears> guy gets kind of wrapped into this stuff, and, you know, Ian McShane plays the All-Father. He plays Odin. Yeah, his name's Mr. Wednesday. Oh. That's pretty dope. I'm getting some bad feedback on something here. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. And we're back. Never mind. All so right. I just fixed it. We're Whatever I did, I touched the right cord. Don't worry about <laughs> it, everyone. <clears throat> we should we should turn this just a little bit. Like the uh, the top, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get cut off. Just a little. I gotta, I gotta be right up in here. Words. There we go. We're out here. Hi. Hi, everyone. Thank you again for watching, for joining us. We're out here. Um, we also watched fucking Prisoners. Have you seen Prisoners? No. Oh, man. Prisoners. Prisoners is great. Prisoners had Jake Gyllenhaal, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> of course it has. Uh, <laughs> Hugh Jackman. And Hugh Jackman's daughter gets kidnapped along with Terrence Howard's daughter. And... Oh. um. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is a detective, and so he's the one that's working the case and shit. Detective and Loki? Yes. Interesting. Into, isn't it? Yeah. It's a great – it's a, based off a book, I think. I don't remember what the book is called, but I don't think it's called Prisoners. It might be. But anyway, that's a great fucking movie. 2013? Um, shit. And then we also watched it. We saw it in theaters, but we watched it on TV the other day. Um, and then we also watched Honey Boy. Have you heard about this movie? Honey Boy? Honey oh, my God. Boy. <laughs> It's the ad on top of IMDb. Oh, Honey Boy. So, Honey Boy is a film written by Shia LaBeouf about his childhood yes. experiences with his father. Fucked up, bro. I think I heard about that when he did Hot Ones. Yeah. Last. It's, he was it is it. a fucking great movie. He plays his dad. Um, <clears throat> it's very, very good. It's very good. It is absolutely exceptional. I feel uh, like I've heard good things about it so far. Yeah. Shark Buff might know? be a crazy person, but oh, he is. You know, that's because he's a crazy artistic dude. I mean, yeah. they're all a little off and possibly on the spectrum of in some capacity. It's really dark, you know. There's like obviously the experiences mm-hmm. he had with his father were not overly positive, um, and so it's it's a little bit dark, but it's very very good movie. Very very good. Yeah, very very good. <laughs> um. So let's see here. When you were in school, and I don't remember why I wrote this down. In the long, long ago. Have yeah. In the before time. It. I wish that I would have wrote down why it got this got brought up. But one of the many podcasts I was listening to was talking about different variations of like active shooter and intruder drills. Right. Okay. When you were in school, did you guys do any type of intruder drill? Yeah, we had a what we called lockdown drill. Where you just like sit in the corner, right, and they like lock the rooms and stuff like that. No, all we did, teachers locked the doors, and then we just kind of all just sat there and reviewed, like, where we're supposed to go during the all clear. Oh. And then it was like, okay, now that's done. Let's go out and meet on the field or whatever. Yeah. One of those. Nothing really, you know, that kind of thing wasn't really a big deal. It was, I mean, we had a, a couple legit lockdowns because there would be some kind of tweaker or something that was rolling by the school grounds just too close and... 
somebody called it in and then they just safety precautions, just locked the school down, that kind of thing. Yeah. That, and I think there, we did it once for a, uh, a cougar that had been spotted, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, traditional, uh, uh, mental health people and uh, dangerous animals that'll pick yeah. up small children. And so when we did intruder drills when I was in school, the teachers would obviously lock all the doors and then we would like gather in a corner on a wall, like, you know, that was next to the door. So you couldn't be seen if you looked mm-hmm. through the window of the door. Um, and then afterwards, yeah, we would go out into the field. And so there's been, you know, all kinds of talk about different variations of drills of this manner and is this like the it's a shame that the kids have to do this these days yeah yeah right and and i i feel very strong there's nothing wrong with the intruder drill that we did i think is fine you know you should you should know what to do if something is going to happen whether it's Mm -hmm. an active shooter or something else you know someone who just shouldn't be there we had like a uh, like a pack of dogs on our like when I was oh, in yeah, elementary yeah. school, like a bunch of dogs that were by the school ones, and so they just closed the whole thing down. Like that's I think a cougar. Same same thing. Like we yeah. random shit, you know. Um, and so in I fucking wish that I would have wrote it down. I feel like such an idiot. But whenever I was listening to, they were talking about you know in some schools it goes as far as like kids are like tackling teachers and stuff like that. And I've heard about schools that have like buckets of rocks in classrooms, like that type of shit. I think is excessive. You know, I think that that's like overly excessive, but I think that because it's talking about just freaking kids out, you know, kids Mm -hmm. are scared because they're being taught this type of stuff. And so they're thinking that at any time, you know, this could be happening to them. When in reality, it's it's statistically unlikely, you know, statistically unlikely. It feels like it it could happen at any moment, but statistically, it's very unlikely, you know, Mm -hmm. but so I don't think there's anything wrong. And I prefer that my son in school would at least have an idea of what to do for something like that to happen. But I don't at all think that it's his responsibility to work with other seven-year-olds to try and tackle someone who's attacking the school. Yeah, no. Like, I don't – that's not something that I think that they should be doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I see how when that's the way that it's being presented, that's going to fucking scare a little kid, you know? Yeah. And so I understand that. I think that that's excessive, you know? But I think that there is – a really easy middle ground, like I just talked about. Yeah, right. Like, knowing that if someone's walking through the school, this is where you should sit at inside of your classroom to try and be as safe as possible. You know, there's, I think that, it's I don't tough. know, you know, there it's super tough. It's yeah. super tough. Like, what's the best way to keep your kids safe in school? You know, if, if there's, assuming there's no way to, you know, completely get rid of the factor of somebody of like mm-hmm. an active shooter you know what's the best way to do that and off the top the best way to do it is to have a fucking police officer there to take that motherfucker down right makes people again very uncomfortable which is mm-hmm. against and sometimes you know doesn't exactly work real well as as we've seen you yeah. know um so there's fucking knows you know but i don't i don't think it all the best ways for a kid to be doing it you know yeah um but my point really is that I don't think that they're inherently bad, you know, but framed the wrong way and obviously carried yes. out the wrong way. It can be a, an extremely harmful experience that isn't, it's not positive yeah. at all. It's not going to get you the result that you want. It's just going to freak kids out. You I know? think there would be a right way and a wrong way to do it and explaining to the kids why you're doing something like that. I think would, that's probably the most important part. And right. Like, We're just doing this just in case so that you know anything you know. ever happened. Just in case, so that you are not lacking nothing to like stop you from being prepared. There's no right. reason that you shouldn't be prepared for something like that. 
But if how you get to that point of preparedness is through, you know, essentially terrorizing somebody, freaking them the fuck out, that's not, that's very counterintuitive, right? right? So, yeah, it would be a very delicate balance. And God knows how, what the best way to actually address that real life situation is, you know. Schools are some of the softest targets around. Right. Is there ways to maybe harden up the targets just in ways that are, you know, structural or in landscaping or, you know, when you're building new schools, maybe design them in a way that's not like, doesn't look like a giant corridor where every, all the masses funnel in and then right. funnel out, you know, different, you know, get rid of <clears throat> choke points, that kind of thing. I and mean, there's Someone- all sorts you could do, but. Someone in the comments said it's uh, Kathy said that there are war cops at my junior and senior high in Florida, and I, I mm-hmm. saw, and I also don't think that having cops at a school is like an inherently bad thing, especially like in high school where you're more likely to have drugs and shit like that. That's going to be at school. I think that that's far yeah. more reasonable. Especially, I think there's any number of reasons for a cop to be at a school or to have a school resource officer, one that's mm-hmm. assigned to the school to be there every day. You know, if your school is in a city or close to a city or just close to a fucking urban area, you know, where there's high crime, there's any number of reasons that I think that it could be a good reason to have a cop there. You know, dude, but- and I think you could <clears throat> open that up. You know, I'm a big proponent of like vocational training and stuff yeah. like that, that we, our education system is severely lacking. Yeah. And you could make it into like a, you know, an optional curriculum where, you know, your resource office is, is staffed with not only mm-hmm. on-due personnel, but you have classroom training to teach other kids who might be interested in law enforcement and they can be part of the, the fucking school safety patrol. And I don't know, man, there's all sorts of stuff you could do with that to make it a little bit more acceptable yeah uh the way it would be implemented so it wouldn't be some kind of totalitarian authoritarian kind of you know just loaded up with cops for one that's not practical and and two it's rather scary if all you're seeing all around is a bunch of cops just waiting for somebody to pop off right you know if you fold it into the curriculum and shit you might even be able to get some more community involvement in in law enforcement which would never be a bad thing there you go throw it out there in the world maybe yeah and she said she should look up the public service announcement from Sandy Hook. Parents will freak you out. And I think that she's talking about the ad that we've talked about in the past where it starts as like, a, you know, an overly positive thing where the kids are talking about going to school yes. and like my new socks and yep, skateboard yep. and blah, blah, blah. And I've, yeah, I understand, that. but I also think that that commercial, again, continues to perpetuate the idea that at any moment your child could be murdered by someone who decides to walk in with a gun, which mm-hmm. I don't. Certainly, it's not something you could say is impossible, but I don't think is a correct or fair way to characterize that situation, you know, or the likelihood of someone going to school and being killed in mass murder, you know? Yeah, it's the the same mindset that if you teach people that when they go to a movie theater, expect that somebody's going to walk in with a gun. Right. And I think that it, it, uh, the same idea perpetuates the idea. The same gun control ideas, you know, of, well, we need to get rid of assault rifles. We need to get rid of, you know, magazine, high capacity magazine, all these things that I, again, don't think will solve that problem. You know, no. I don't think that those things, especially the way that they're written, which is an excellent, uh, an excellent transition to my next topic, right? That <clears throat> I don't think that those things, especially the way that they're written in modern laws are going to be the thing that's going to change the tide, right? And so Mm-mm. in our own state, you and I have talked about it. For several episodes now, the assault weapons ban and the high capacity magazine bans that we're trying to be that were trying to be passed through the state legislature, right? The assault weapons ban failed, and so did the high capacity magazine ban. The high capacity mm-hmm. magazine ban, specifically because the Republicans in the legislature tacked on 120 amendments 
before the deadline. And so there was no time to be able to make everything. And so afterwards, right after this, this mag band fails. And I think that I just saw this like yesterday. And this um, is in our state house in our state. Yes. Um, excuse me. After the magazine band fails in the house, right? The Democrats go out and make a public statement about, you know, the Republicans fucked us over and this is dirty politics and blah, blah, blah. So then they reintroduce the same magazine ban, right? So 10 capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time they also introduce a buyback program that's involved with it. So now because it's involved and they're going to fund it by repealing a B&O tax exemption from selling gold and silver bars and like something else, some other type of, you know, weird. And so they're going to, they're going to repeal that and use that money to fund this gun, this buyback. buyback. And Hmm. so because it has to do with the budget, it doesn't have this sunset clause where it, it just dies. It's alive until the end of this legislative session. And so Hmm. they continue to debate it and try and put it out until the end of the year. Instead of like a two month window or whatever they have yeah. when they're like a regular bill, which I think is f- just as fucking dirty as tacking on 120 amendments to try and fucking stop something people don't want anyway, mm-hmm. you know? And they've done, sp- I, I've seen any number of different studies that says that, you know, only a third of the state wants this type of stuff and then that two thirds of the state wants this type of stuff. I don't fucking know. You yeah. know, it depends on the people that you're asking, where you're asking them, whether they're being honest, what the options actually are, you know? There's, any number of things that and it could be. Two you know? thirds and versus one third could be a geographical makeup versus a numbers makeup. Right. You know, I mean, you get everybody on board in Seattle and Everett and Tacoma and all this stuff yeah. in one side. You got a, at least a third of the state population right there. And I just don't, it's so frustrating, right? Especially because as we sit here today, I still have not received even a single email from any of these representatives or senators that I have emailed. Mm-hmm. Not a single fucking one. Tweeted at Drew Hansen for over two weeks in a row. Sat here, talked about it. Carolina's tweeting about it. You're tweeting about it. No fucks given, right? Yep. I don't understand Well, this what is what the fuck is going on here. I want to talk to you about during the real show because there are some legitimate questions I think that we should address about our representative government. Fuck yeah. And, and all that kind of good stuff. So we'll definitely get into that in depth in the main show. But I will say at this point, just kind of for as a icing on the cake, if you will, you know, I think what has been happening here is essentially a representative government in just in terms of electing somebody you think holds your values and then just goes forth and does what they think is best. Yeah. Whether that's the not reading their styles. Yeah. And, representation and, styles. Yeah. And, and whether that just, reflects in the representative reflecting the overall picture of the the whatever party they're in at the time or if they're actually independent thinkers or if they're trying to actually reflect the their representative population and so i would love to talk in depth about that a little later because i think I don't know what to think anymore because, yeah, you and I have both been reaching out to our our state reps, not that big of a fucking area. And we can't even get the time of day. Yeah. And it's incredibly frustrating. You know, the state Senate seats are the same exact way. I mean, I just, I don't get this disconnect between these people that are in office, hanging out in the Capitol, writing their, you know, their 
party agenda down and trying to pass it off as law when they're getting pushed back directly from their representation or their, <clears throat> so their constituents let me add to that right just as an ad and then we'll and mm-hmm. then we'll move on we'll do the real show so um i bought a rifle right and See. so i went to go and pick it up yesterday got to the store got to sportsman's and the kid is like hey you have to have your certificate here for the class that you took i took the class all legit right mm-hmm. have it it's at home printed out and everything i just didn't bring it because there's nowhere online says that you have to take it in fact it says that you really just have to sign this form that says that under penalty of law you've taken the class right so after he says that i'm like i don't i don't understand right and he's like yeah so you got to come back and then you can start the process you know because i i said i said okay so i can come back and then i can pick it up and he said we can come back and then you can start the process Okay, Dick, I understand there's a fucking 10-day waiting period, but when I come back here, I yeah. can sign for the goddamn rifle, right? That's what you're fucking saying to me? you got to remember so, also where you're purchasing this at. So I got super irritated, <laughs> right? And so then I went to the sheriff's office. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. And now I'm concerned that the information I have is, on this class maybe isn't good. And maybe the class I took isn't good if I got all this information in the same place, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm with the sheriff's office because I'm in Silverdale. Like, can I please ask you some questions? There's a deputy right there behind the counter with the two women at the front. So I was like, I just need some help because I don't understand. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, I don't know what the RCW number is. I was like, but, you know, initiative 1639, whatever law that turned into. I said, I, I want to know, you know, about this. So that, oh, well, we're actually not the ones that enforce it. Mm-mm. And so we have the same amount of information that you have about it. <laughs> I said, what do you – what do you mean? What do you we mean? don't we don't enforce it. It's no we don't check it. We're not the ones that's gonna take licenses. That's mm-hmm. we don't have anything to do with that. Which and was so, one of their major pushbacks against yep, the bill because don't, they don't have the staff to be able to run that kind of stuff. Yep. So we don't have anything to do with that. And so we can't you know, I don't know whether or not you have to have your certificate. I said, <laughs> What what do you mean you don't know? I said, So can you tell me? I said, is there some type of qualification as to what makes a legitimate class and what does not? You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Should I, should I, I know that you can take an online class that it can be online, you know, but that's all that you know. The, even the copy is like, I don't know. It's like, I, I'm not versed in it because it's not something that we enforce. So I don't know. You know, I, I yeah. have no idea about that. Cause it's probably more enforced on the, the retail distribution. The FFL. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's whoever's selling the guns. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't, it's like, yeah. I don't understand why this happened. And, and the girl of the district said, this is, these is this is our government you know like this is exactly how it works is is that you don't understand and we don't understand but they want you to abide by this law yep. you know I'm like so what's the fucking point you know because it frustrated me especially because when this happened you and i were in favor you know because i agree yeah, with, i agree with the safe security of guns i agree mm-hmm. with having them locked up so that people can't get to them who shouldn't have them you know yeah. i agree that if you can't wait 10 days for a gun then maybe there's something else going on maybe you should have planned further ahead you know i i don't mm-hmm. think that it's anything more than just an inconvenience it's you a know new problem at that point it's something that i'm willing to put up with to make sure that Whatever the fuck, you know, someone who's pissed off isn't buying someone to go and kill someone. There's any number of reasons, right? That oh, yeah. I just don't really give a shit, you know? I mean, there's a lot of things but, just like that. That housing, you want to, let's say, I got a fat stack cash. I want to get into this apartment tomorrow. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean you can. There's paperwork that has to be filed. There's background checks, and at least in this state, that a lot of landlords run. Like, you may not be able to get what you want yeah. at the time. <clears throat> Carry that down to the firearm sales and... I wouldn't the, be surprised if it is focused more towards those FFL holders, the yeah. actual dealer licenses, yep. 
And that could just be even be a store policy where they just want to make sure that you they can say that I saw that right. this guy had that course. We are well, covered. And, and they said at the, at the sheriff's office said there's nothing wrong with you know with you bringing it in there. She said because honestly, if you think about it, like they don't have any way to prove that you took the class, and mm-hmm. so they have to just take your word, which is not a safe way for them to sell a rifle. You no. know, so I get it. It's like I don't have a problem with bringing it in there. That's not my issue. Like I have it already. It's not like I didn't take the class and I was trying to lie about it by not bringing it my certificate. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't bring it because I didn't think I had to have it, and yeah. I didn't want to carry it around with You're me. Just looking for until I made it in there. I said, but I'm irritated that I. I am tapped the fuck in. I'm reading shit to to try. I'm I'm doing what I can as a citizen to follow the law, and I can't fucking figure it out. And I've come to see the goddamn police, and you can't fucking tell me Mm -hmm. that. That's why I'm so irritated. Is that there is no clarity to a law that I'm expected to abide by, and I don't fucking understand that. You know, said yeah, you have to just ask. The FFLs, because those are the people that will know, you know, said, so if you bring your certificate in there and they tell you that it's no good, then you have to ask them all these questions. Like, then what do I do? Like, mm-hmm. what classes do I need to take? Like, what can, you know, because who fucking knows? Because who fucking mm-hmm. knows? But this is, that's the store that had the gun at that price that I wanted to buy. Yep. There wasn't another store in the area that had that. I probably could have tried to order it to another FFL or something, but that's another fucking. Yeah. And I just, I just don't, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. You know, I do not understand. Well, I think there's a disconnect in a lot of people's minds between like the law and the people that enforce the law. Yeah. Um, they don't know all the laws. That's. Not exact. I mean, you, they can't realistically be expected to do that, right? Right. So, so not all of them, but this yeah. one is is high high brown enough, or at least think. yeah, that's has enough attention to it that I'd mm-hmm. figured that there might be someone who could fucking tell me what it means. Yeah, you know, it doesn't surprise me though at all that that's not the case, and it doesn't surprise me that you're getting attitude from sportsmen because you can't buy anything in that store without trying to deal somebody deal with somebody that is better than you in and that's right it drives me nuts i have never had a great experience like, just sell me my gun bitch between the gun counter and the archery counter um i i try to avoid as <laughs> as many questions as possible because most of the time i know i'm either getting attitude or they're going to tell me something that even i know is objectively false you know if i go in there and ask them about a hunting reg that's confusing confusing they're going to give me whatever their fucking opinion is. And at the end of the day, I'm still just going to call the the WDFW, the Washington uh, Department of Fish and Wildlife, and get their answer. <laughs> uh, and that's another thing. Even the uh, the guys on the ground, the actual rangers on the ground, or, you know, I've, I've had a run-in with uh, one of them where I ended up walking out with a ticket. But, right, right. Um, but – they too suffer from the same type of thing. Sometimes legislators will pass a buttload of laws in some kind of omnibus package or something like that, and they don't quite understand what it means either. And you call the fucking people who are the the first line of defense in that law that you call the Department of Fish and Wildlife, and they can't tell you right off the bat either. Something is fucking wrong, and that's just. And I don't know if that's due to. The legalese that's used in writing up bills and trying to get, you know, party wins by getting this one thing technically passed so that you can go out on the stump and, and talk about it during your campaign or something, but you don't really care about the actual realistic implications of how that law is implemented. Yeah. I mean, we run into that so many times on any piece of legislature we're talking about, you know, and so it doesn't surprise me. I can, it's, 
incredibly frustrating. And I'm curious what happens when you go in there next with your paper. I'm hoping that everything's legit. And if not, definitely Me ask too, him, like, because I just, how I fucking I paid for it already. Yeah. Like, it's sitting there. I already paid for it. I, I've already spent the money, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, fuck me, man. Well, at least now, once you get through all the bureaucratic nonsense and you can finally get it, you won't have to go in there and then, you know, pay over hundreds and hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of dollars, depending on what weapon you're buying. Yeah. That part's over. Now you just got to get through the paperwork. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, in the end, you know, I'm in favor of safe storage. You want safe storage? Start giving away gun safes. Fuck oh, a gun lock. Give people gun safes. Give me a gun safe. I put fucking 15 guns in there. No one's going to get into it. Mm-hmm. You know? Give me a fucking gun safe. That's the more guns you have in it, the more secure it is because nobody could carry it out. It's give, too heavy. <laughs> give me a gun safe. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, yeah. we're giving away gun locks with every single, mm-hmm. you know, every gun has to come with a gun lock now. It's like, give me a gun safe, bitch. Would That's you- what I want. Give me a gun safe. So if, let's just assume that a gun, a, a solid gun case safe. For four four guns, right? Four long guns. Yeah, um, is like and a shelf for a couple for yeah, a couple pistols. Maybe like six hundred bucks. Yeah, right. Would you be willing to pay five hundred dollars more for your weapon if they included that six hundred dollar gun safe? I don't know about that. I mean, I would I'd be interested <clears throat> in a package deal, but not if I had to. I feel like there is somewhere. Where some of my tax money is going, that it could go to safes instead of that, and we'd all be better off. You know, that's well, what I, mean, I think. Because you're going to have to pay more than thirty dollars for your car tabs. Because the way that it's <laughs> fucking set up now, you know, that you can take these stupid ass online classes and then still and, go and buy it and whatever the yeah. fuck. Like I don't, I don't know how that's supposed to. I don't know. That's not going to keep us safe. Give me a gun safe, bitch. Anyway, we're out of here. This is the end of the pre-show. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, everyone who was here. This is episode 79. We're about to hit this regular episode. Tomorrow's Jordan's birthday. Happy birthday, baby. Tomorrow, we're going to go out tonight. Anyone who's joining us, fucking see you there at the garage. About to get Liddy. Liddy Titty. We're going to Fady Perry. Katie Couric. Fady Couric. We're out here. Thank you. Twitter, Salt of the Street. Uh, Big Bird Offy, Instagram, Facebook, Salt of the Streets, saltofthestreets.com. Monday episode. <laughs> <laughs>